Dominus Hoviscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Matthäum. A young man approached Jesus and said, Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? He answered him, Why do you ask me about the good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked him, which ones? Jesus replied, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all of these I have observed. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Verbum Domini. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is part two of yesterday's homily on true peace and prophecy. Uh, and so uh, together make up the length of another Friar Sunday homily. <laughs> so just kidding. So when our Lord introduces himself in the Gospel of Luke, he does so in the power of the Spirit. After being baptized by John in the River Jordan and the Holy Spirit having descended upon him in bodily form as a dove, just as in the Incarnation the Spirit of the Lord overshadowed the Virgin Mother, he too, full of the Holy Spirit, makes a journey now into the wilderness. There Jesus, God who saves, faces the temptations of the devil, whose name means Diabolos, whose name Diabolos in root means the divider or the one who throws a cross. Four times in the desert, the evil one is named in this way. When our Lord says that he comes to bring division, the word is diamerismon, to separate from sharing, or to separate from the distribution. In the gospel, according to John, this will be 
very important. When washing the feet of the disciples, Peter tells Jesus and how very dangerous it is for us to tell our Lord what he is right to do, not to wash his feet. Our good teacher replies, who now is like Mary Magdalene, attending to the one thing necessary, that unless we are washed, baptized in water and spirit and in fire, we will have no part, no marrows in him. We are the ones who separate ourselves from the sharing by rejecting the work of Jesus. He desires to bring us into the inheritance of the children of God. This is what he offers. What bridges the distance is our graced willingness to embrace this Jesus in his word, allowing him to entirely surprise us with the gifts of poverty. We say, teacher, what good must I do? And the Lord says, if you wish, go, sell, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then follow. We're afraid of that which we lack. We're afraid of our poverty. We're saddened because we possess many things, imagined possession stuff, material, non-tangibles, including our frail concepts of who God is to be, which God must always tear down. This is why after Peter uh, confronts Jesus, after the first prophecy of, of the cross and resurrection, that he calls him an adversary, a, a satanas. Our concept of who the Messiah, who God is to be, must uh, be torn down. So the balls in the Ashtaroth of old are alive and well, inciting the anger of the Lord. So we must be despoiled. We who sh should mourn now, for we are rich, and so have received our consolation. That was the first woe of Jesus in all the Gospels. So if we choose to be rich now, we choose a state other than the poor Jesus who chose poverty along with his blessed mother and Saint Joseph who, who dies in utter poverty of spirit having laid down his head on the cross, giving up his spirit. The pneuma, the breath of life, our Lord will breathe once more upon that prophetic band of the apostles in the upper room on the evening of the resurrection. He says, peace be with you. And this phrase is biblically the fifth side of the coin, do not be afraid. In the Last Supper, he had said, Peace I leave you with you, my peace I give to you. 
Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. We, we say this uh, in the embolism of the Our Father, the first part, peace, I give you my peace, I give to you. And in the Most Holy Eucharist, truly, clearly, not as the world gives, our Lord who gives himself entirely in, in this hidden, uh, hidden beauty. Having promised the Consoler, the Spirit of Truth, to those who will share the riches of the olive tree, Jesus, after giving himself unto death, breathes upon them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Peace requires contrition, conversion. They are sent out to bring others to share in the body of Christ. That others too may be individually members of it, be, be meros, be partakers in his spirit. In the first letter of St. Clair, we hear, For I firmly believe that you know the kingdom of heaven is promised and given by the Lord only to the poor. Because she who loves what is temporal loses the fruit of love. We can hear the blessings and woes of Jesus echoed in her, that the Beatitudes are the fruit of the presence of the spirit of love poured forth into our hearts. And the woes are sad rejection of our living once more the life of Jesus. If we accept him in his word already in this life, we are given a share in the inheritance of our father, not to be like the prodigal son who squandered his marrows, his part, or maybe so, like the humbled and poor one who returns, just as the Israelites of old returned once and again to God and the apostles who were crushed in the winepress of grief, having abandoned the one who loved them to the very end in passionate love, we are able to receive the gift of the Spirit and with the help of the spouse of the Holy Spirit, Our Lady, to be able after Pentecost to share this heavenly gift with power. unafraid of what might come by proclaiming the prophetic word. Indeed, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy <laughs> to suffer dishonor for the name. So as in St. Paul in the Colossians, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, of which I became a minister according to the divine office which was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, 
the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now made manifest to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man mature in Christ. For this I toil, striving with all the energy which he mightily inspires within. 